No Catch Up Chicago. What's up, my people? You are listening to No Catch Up Chicago. We focus on Chicago news first and everything else second. Weekly, the No Catch Up Chicago gang talks Chicago sports, culture, and avoids cornballs by any means necessary. It's done for Chicago and by Chicago. Listen up. Welcome back to the Pale Hose Report. This is your host, Pat Voigt. And we got a lot to talk about this week because Michael Kopech uh, was called up to the White Sox. And he is going to start in Tuesday night's game versus the Minnesota Twins at Guaranteed Rate Field, a.k.a. the G-Spot, a.k.a. Comiskey, a.k.a. U.S. Comiscular G-Spot. Um, so come on out to that game and, uh, and watch the future of the White Sox. Pitching, the big right-hander, Michael Kopech, stands about six foot four, can throw the ball over 100 miles an hour, is a power pitcher, meaning he features mostly his fastball and slider, but in the minors, he was working heavily on his changeup and curveball, and has, I believe he can throw, he can throw the changeup with, with consistency now, and he can, he's added the curveball to his repertoire so he's he is really going to be something, this guy. Chicago is going to love him. I believe, I'm pretty sure he's going to wear number 34 for the Chicago White Sox. Um, and as any good, any decent Chicago fan knows, if you're out for a Chicago team and you're wearing number 34 or number 23, you got big stones and you better be a good ball player. Uh, because Chicago Chicagoans will not tolerate people wearing Michael Jordan um, or or Walter Payton's numbers and not being good players. Um, we don't we don't take that uh, very lightly. Uh, at least I certainly don't. Uh, the last White Sox player I can remember who uh, I used to I used to go to the ballpark and and absolutely shout best twenty three since Jordan best twenty three since Jordan was Jermaine Dye. On the 05 White Sox, he was he was a good ball player. Um, he was an integral part of the 05 team, and it's interesting to see Kopech coming wearing 34. The last guy I can remember wearing 34 for the Sox was Matt Albers, good old Matt Albers, rocking 34. Um, but to wear Walter Payton's number, that's that's saying a lot. I mean, this kid's got he's got a lot of moxie. And uh, hopefully he can back it up. I, I think he can. He certainly has the talent to. I read an interesting article that uh, Spencer Adams, one of the other pitchers at AAA Charlotte, was making fun of Kopech for uh, joking with him, saying, oh, you, you checked off the final box off of Rick Hahn and, and Chris Getz's list. Rick Hahn's the general manager and Getz is the head of player development. And uh, <laughs> because Michael Kopech, he threw a guy out. He, he, he picked a guy off at first base. Um, and Spencer Adams was joking with him. Oh, yeah, you know, that's the, that's the final, final box you got to check. You got to show that you can keep these runners on and, and pick the guys off if they're getting lazy in their lead off of first base or second base. So Kopech picks a guy off first. Um, I think he did it about a week ago. Per, uh, per James Fagan of The Athletic. And next thing you know, he's, he's in Chicago. So uh, what Rick Hahn talks about when he talks about his criteria and checking all the boxes, 
that might be a real thing. Uh, who knows what Eloy Jimenez has to do next? Uh, maybe he's got to throw somebody out at third or home, have an outfield assist like that. Maybe he's got to make a diving catch or rob a home run um, or hit for the cycle or whatever craziness he wants. Uh, on the Eloy front, uh, it was interesting. In Monday night's game, um, Larry Garcia went out with a hamstring injury. So that does open up a spot in the outfield. Larry Garcia's, of all the outfielders to go down, in my opinion, is not one that you would want because he's so versatile. He can play all three outfield positions and a couple positions in the infield. So you hate to see a guy who can play center field go down like that. However, it does open up a spot for potentially the arrival of Eloy in the near future. But Kopech is, is exciting enough, and we got to let him have his moment because it is going to be a ton of fun, and there's going to be a ton of people at the ballpark on Tuesday night, and, and I cannot wait. I mean, the rebuild is on. Let's, let's start seeing what these guys got, and let's start you know, the, the development phase at the, at the major league level because uh, that's going to be good. So tonight, I just want to, we've got a special guest coming in to discuss uh, some of the pop culture angles of Michael Kopech. No catch up, Chicago. Beyond his pitching talents, Michael, Chicago is going to love Michael Kopech because he is a star. This, this guy is, he's very handsome, uh, strapping young guy. It's 2018, I can say that um, and still be, be confident in myself. Uh, and Michael Kopech was, he probably lived out every, everybody's dream at the age of 12. You know, you're sitting around, he was sitting around his East Texas hometown, probably sitting there watching TV, watching his little Disney channel 10 years ago as a 12 year old. And he was probably reading People magazine and looking and being like, man, I would really like to be with a starlet someday or several. And unlike most of us, Michael Kopech is achieving that dream because he is, he's already been with two starlets. He's currently with one, and he was with um, another semi-famous, uh, relatively famous young lady. Um, his current girlfriend is Vanessa Morgan, a former Disney Channel star and a current actor. I'm not sure exactly what she's in, uh, but like Michael she is very likely going to be a star um, in her own in her own right, and she's just kind of starting out. And Brielle Bierman is his ex girlfriend. She is the daughter of a reality television star. And because I don't I don't know a ton about pop culture, I'm willing to admit that I know sort of the headlines, but I can't go in depth at all. So I did call in an expert. Um, she goes by the name of Katie Johnson. Katie, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I would say I'm normally an expert, but you're kind of ruining it for me tonight by making me watch the White Sox when I should be watching Real Housewives of Orange County. But it's okay. I'll give it a whirl. Well, I, I am very sorry for that, but this is a White Sox podcast. Um, it's Pale Hose Report. A lot of people don't know it, but hey, it's here. Pale Hose Report. We, we cover the White Sox. So we talk all things White Sox, including girlfriends and wives of White Sox players. So can you tell me about Vanessa Morgan, Michael Kopech's current girlfriend? What can we expect from this couple as they're coming to Chicago? 
What's she all about? Definitely. Well, she certainly looks like a supportive girlfriend. She um, posted on Insta, I would say about, looks like a day ago, a cute little picture of the two of them. Um, and it also really sweet caption. I'll read it to you. To the hardest worker I know, no one deserves this more than you. You're going to kill it pitching for the Chicago White Sox and can't wait to be there to cheer you on. Baseball emoji and heart emoji. At, is that his, is that his Instagram? My, what is that? My Cope thirty four. I think that's that's his name shortened and likely oh, his his number. Oh, I was number. gonna say what's the B for? <laughs> <laughs> and then a photo cried, Laura Wolf. All right, and then and and it is important to say in this photo in this this lovely photo of the Vanessa and Michael is uh, Vanessa is about five foot three and comes up to his shoulder. Yep. So she's significantly exactly. shorter than him. Exactly, but very pretty girl. And then her Instagram stories, there's some cute jerseys with his name on the back, them flying to Chicago about 17 hours ago, and then they're they're officially in Chicago as of 45 minutes ago at a restaurant. What, what, I want to try to figure out what restaurant that is. Let me go back. For everybody not listening to back. us live, uh, 45 minutes ago is about 9 p.m. Central Time on Monday evening. They are at, it looks like an Asian restaurant. There is soy sauce and chopsticks, but I can't figure, I can't quite see which one it is. And then she just also posted another story that says this one debuts as starting pitcher for the White Sox tomorrow. Tune in. And it's a picture of him. Actually, a really good picture, too. Looks pretty hot. All right. Okay. Um, And she's from Canada, right? Sure. Well, all right. And, I can uh, Google and see. What can you tell us about his ex-girlfriend, Brielle Bierman? Well, I have Because she, to... seems, she yeah. seems like a little... Sorry. Canadian. She is Canadian. Okay. Okay. Vanessa Morgan is Canadian. Born March 23rd, 1992. I feel pretty old. Right. I know. Well... Anyway, uh, Brielle Bierman. What can you tell us about, about Brielle? She seemed to be pretty drama-filled. Oh, yes. That's why I love her. Let me see. So I obviously had to go to her Instagram because I'm like, oh, what's this all going on? And she was there in the beginning when I don't even know. I'm trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out earlier if he was, they were even together when he was on the White Sox or what was going on. So she was like there in the beginning. He might have been like nothing. I don't even know. Yeah, I believe Brielle Bierman and Michael Kobeck started uh, dating before he was traded from the Red Sox organization to the White Sox. And she was with him. Through through all of that through Double A Birmingham, so she was with him while he was in Alabama, and then with him yes. while he was in Charlotte. It's for coming a back bit. to me now. That was on "Don't Be Tardy for the Party" for sure. They definitely captured all of that in that drama, and her wanting to move there, and her parents not wanting her to, and he really wanted her to be there. And, and but don't she be, never went. "Don't Be Tardy" is a great television show on Bravo. A reality television show on Bravo. Yes. Okay, there's really yes. no other kind. No, Mm-mm. the best. So I obviously had to go to her Instagram to see what she's up to because I'm sure she's got to be a little bit, you know, not doing well with this. He's making it, you know? Yeah, it's got to be a little bit tough. She could have so, been there. Oh, she really could have, but she's not. And she was at a beach, it looks like. She posted a picture on Instagram six days ago of her in a bikini in um, the beach in the water. And it says, her caption, bitch please. 
Beach, please. I'm sorry. Beach, please. <laughs> Explanation point. <laughs> and then her mom commented, making waves. And her mom is who exactly? Kim Solsiak Beerman. Okay. And she is of what Real Housewife? Of She's Atlanta. A... Hello. Okay. Real Housewives Hello. of Atlanta. Former, the beginning. Right? The beginning. She was there in the beginning. Okay. She was amazing. Gotcha. OG Real Housewife yes. of Atlanta, Kim Zolciak. Duh. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I don't Duh. know these things. Duh. She does then, look heavily photoshopped in that photo. Her waist I would say a little bit, but we look skinny. past that. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look past and that. And then right? she did an Instagram story of a beautiful rainbow in a... Atlanta Shopping Center Beautiful. about three hours ago. Every rainbow in Atlanta, I think, is over a mini mall. So Yeah, that, no, it's true. It's very true. So then I took it a step further to see if her mom posted anything. Oh, we're going deep cut. And it Kim, looks huh? like she's just still posting heavily about her um, 40th birthday party that happened in May. So she's still going hard with those posts and pictures and thanking people. How many months ago was that? Let's say about three months ago. Yeah. She's still, still going strong with that. But it was a lovely evening, so I don't blame her. That that sounds really good. It must be nice. Must be nice to be that vain. And not really have much to do, right? Yeah. But just post pictures of your birthday party that happened many months ago. So are you are you excited as sort of the the most casual of White Sox fans? Somebody who's oh definitely because now I'm gonna want to try to see where he is and try to go there and see them. Gotcha. Like a normal normal day, not creepy stalker. <laughs> not not bad at all. Just following them on social media and trying and in to life go, and in life and trying to go where they are. Okay, exactly. Well, there you have it, folks. There you you from the Pale Hose Report from uh, from. Visiting guest uh, recently called up to the Pale Hose yes. Report, Katie Johnson, just like Kopech to the White Sox. Uh, that Those are the notes uh, from the pop culture world. No catch up, Chicago. All right. Well, just a, just a few recent notes. Uh, Polkamania continues. Uh, he hit a, a walk-off home run the other Friday night. Um, and, and people are still loving them some Daniel Polka, as am I. It, the guy's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he, he stands really far out of the box. You don't see too many sluggers nowadays standing with their feet as far from home plate as he does, but he does manage to get to the outside pitch, and, and he's, he's hitting to all fields for a lot of power and, and looking good, and it's a lot of fun. Who, who knows what the, what the future might hold uh, for the White Sox and, and Daniel Polka, but uh, we can all enjoy Polka Mania for as long as it lasts. Uh, Tim Anderson is looking much better in the field. He's uh, he's really he was looking good at the very beginning of the season, and then he kind of let things lapse, let things go by the wayside, and now he is looking a lot better. Um, he's looking like he's taken quite a few steps forward in his development as a shortstop. So that is looking good. Uh, I don't, I don't know too many White Sox fans that aren't hoping that Tim Anderson is the white the, the shortstop of the future for the White Sox, because I, I certainly hope so, um, and I know I know quite a few people are rooting for him. Uh, and then Omar Narvaez is still tearing the cover off the ball in his last thirty games, hitting three twenty five, five home runs, uh, and right around a one thousand on base plus slugging percentage. Um, which is which is good. On Sunday, sister Mary Jo 
Sobiek, uh, Sister Mary Jo Sobiek, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, uh, but she stole the show with the first pitch because uh, she was an old old nun, and, uh, and she threw a great first pitch, threw it right, right over the plate. Um, now, now they're going to make a bobblehead for her. So she's like the, the next Sister Jean, I guess. The White Sox are trying to get their, get their Sister Jean on with uh, Mary Jo, Sister Mary Jo. And uh, I think one thing to keep in mind is as excited as we want to get, and I'm all for it, it the White Sox are still a 46-win 40, ball club, 47-win, uh, being that they won on Monday. And their winning percentage is right at 37.5%. Uh, so not <laughs> – it's exactly as Rick Hahn designed. Uh, they're going to get – Hopefully they're going to get a top five draft pick again, barring, barring kind of what they did last year, uh, barring a really hot September where they go, you know, 20 and 10 in September or something like this, uh, which I hope they do not do again. I want to see a lot of development out of these players, but I want to see that this rebuild design bullpen do its job, get in there and blow some ball games and, and keep the White Sox from slip into the eighth or ninth pick in the draft, keep them up there in the three or four spot in the, in the 2019 draft. Um, I know a lot of people might disagree with me on that, but uh, I really, I mean, the season's lost already. We gotta, we gotta get a good draft pick. The, the Sox need, they need another solid, solid group of, uh, of draftees, um, another, another batch of young players to come up through the system. And that way we can actually start thinking about, you know, re-signing the likes of a Michael Kopech or an Eloy Jimenez when it comes to the, the mid-2020s, um, which is, even though it's 2018, the mid-2020s is a weird thing to say. It seems like it's super far off. I wanted to check in on my trade deadline predictions. Um, I was right on Avi Garcia. I was hopeful they didn't move him. They did not. You wouldn't have gotten much back with his injury history this year. Um, and then Leury Garcia, he did not get dealt either. And with Monday night's hamstring injury, that doesn't look great. He's had a lot of injury, a lot of you know small nagging injuries throughout his career. And that just does not bode well for trade possibilities. So, I wish the best for him. I hope he comes back and can can regain. Uh, but I won't be super sad if he's got a nurse's hamstring that he injured Monday night, uh, and that opens up a spot for a young guy like Eloy Jimenez to to come up and, and get some action uh, up here in Chicago with his buddy Michael Kopech. So, man, I'm excited for Kopech, uh, and I'll I'll check in with you guys next week. Thanks for listening.